You're listening to the Black Real Estate Voices Podcast with host Kevin Jefferson. This is the number one podcast for African-American real estate professionals who are doing extraordinary things. It's time to tune in. And now, your host, the people's lender, Kevin Jefferson. Kevin Jefferson. Welcome to the Black Real Estate Voices Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Jefferson. And today, our guest is Miss Nicole Ambrose. Or should I say the Nicole Ambrose? Period. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nicole, how you doing today, sis? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Looking forward to um, the interview. And kind of for those who are listening who don't know who you are, let them get to know who you are. Um, so we can jump into it. So Nicole, uh, tell us a little bit about. So uh, my name is Nicole Ambrose. I own Nicole Ambrose Real Estate and Co. I am super excited to be in this real estate arena. Um, but before I tell you that, I'll tell you a little bit about myself and my family. I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Love the shy. Um, but I've been in Atlanta for about 23, 23 to 25 years. Um, time is going so fast. Who knew that it would fly that fast? But I have two daughters, Kennedy and Ashley, who are both in the real estate business with me. My better half, Gerard Davis, is also a real estate agent and an investor. So we are a family of um, real estate professionals who really enjoy what we do. And we do everything from selling traditional real estate, commercial real estate, and I'm excited to just throw commercial real estate in there because I just dived into the commercial real estate arena. <laughs> but we also fix, flip, bill, Airbnb, anything that deals with real estate, we definitely have our hands in it in some capacity. So that has been um, the prime, my primary business. We have other businesses on the side, but that's my our primary business that really has guided us over the last six almost six years to the point where we are today. Over the last five years, I've sold over 400 homes. I've been the number eight realtor a couple of years ago. Then last year, I was the number three realtor in Atlanta for units sold. And I'm in that top 1% of real estate agents across the nation. That's a lot. So I'm telling you now, if you're listening and you want to hear about the other businesses that they have, go listen to Gerard Davis's episode. Because <laughs> he talked <laughs> <Okay>. about <laughs> Um. So Nicole, how did you get into real estate? Um, so I have a, I had, well, I don't have it anymore. I actually sold it, but I had a tax business, Guru Tax Services, that started in College Park, Georgia. And during the off tax season time, a ton of people, a ton of my clients were coming to me asking me to give them a copy of their tax return to um purchase a home. And I was like, uh, it took me back to 20 something years ago. I'm only 21, but don't worry about the fact. Don't worry about that. It took me back 21 years ago when I purchased my first house. And um, if you compare my first house to a car, my first house was a lemon, right? Um, the I was at the time I had used all of the money that my dad had left me. Um my dad passed away. So the inheritance that he left me, I used all of that money to purchase this house. And I had no savings left after that. And the real estate agent that I have at the time was awful. And I didn't get an inspection. He didn't talk to me anything about an inspection or anything like that. So the, the situation was a really, really bad situation. As soon as I got in the house, the HVAC had went out and I'm a single mom at that time and didn't have the money. You know, HVAC is a, an expensive repair. So I didn't really have the money to do that. So I had to not pay my mortgage in order to get that repaired. Then my daughter was in her room. She came running in my room and she's like, mommy, mommy is raining in my room. I'm like, girl, it's not raining in your room. It's raining outside. Get out of here. I'm on the phone. So <laughs> she's like, no, mommy, it is. So I walked back there in her room and sure enough, the water has protruded through the roof, the ceiling. So you know how bad that leak had to be if it has come. And she's got her little princess garbage can under there. So at that time, I said, you know what? I'm going to go to real estate school and be a real estate agent for the people so people don't get into the same situation that I did. But I found out quickly when I went to do the research that real estate is a commission-only job. And with me being a single mom with two kids at that time, I wasn't able to, I wasn't afforded the opportunity to walk away from my nine to five for sure money to go with commission money at the time. So fast forward back now to my tax business, um, my tax business sustained my lifestyle. So it took me back when people were asking me about their tax returns to purchase a house. It took me back to that 20 years ago when I said, you know, if I ever had an opportunity that I would be a real estate agent to help the people. And voila, here I am today. Wow. 
at that point, uh, were you in Atlanta? I was. I had just moved to Atlanta. Yep. Gotcha. So 20 years ago, we would have been heading into the other awesome market that we would have seen. <laughs> exactly. Right, okay. right. So what were so before before the tax business, mm-hmm. what were you doing? Um, I've worked in all phases of customer service. I love I love people, so customer service is my thing, which is why I think my biz, I know that my businesses are successful. So I've been um, at that time when I was thinking, when I actually left corporate, I had been a customer service rep, customer service supervisor. I had worked my way up to a customer service manager at Kaiser um, and ended up leaving Kaiser. I got fired from Kaiser. Actually, it was the best thing that ever could have happened. Because sometimes when you won't do what God has for you to do in your life, God will close the door for you and you'll go into panic mode because you don't know why that door is closing. So I know now today that me being fired from Kaiser was because I never would have walked out on my own. I never would have just walked out on faith. So um, once I got fired from Kaiser, because I was tardy all the time, um, I left Kaiser and started. My cousin taught me how to do taxes. I started my tax business. And um, from there, I've just been an entrepreneur ever since. But it's always been some form of customer service. My last job was the um, director of operations for um, Kaiser's customer service department. So I know that you're excellent at customer service and I'm going to tell you why you probably don't know. Um, I'm in a group called looking for homes or housing in Georgia. Yes. And I didn't know you a couple uh-huh. years ago. I didn't know you. And when someone says, does anyone know a realtor in Georgia? I swear 50 people said Nicole Ambrose. <laughs> and I was like, who is that? And still to this day, four or five years later, if you ask that same question, your yes. name will pop up from a lot of people. Shout out to my friends that on that group. They are absolutely amazing. That group, um, that group really helped me in the beginning of starting my real estate career because I didn't know a lot about Facebook at that time, four or five years ago, that time when you're talking about, I was a new agent. Even when you're talking about then, I was a new agent. I had only had my license for a year. But what happened in that group, I started telling people, I started posting in that group that on Saturdays, I would go to the worst parks in Atlanta, right? And I would go with my bullhorn. And I would do, I'm by far not a credit repair professional, right? But I would go to those parks with my bullhorn, I would get to one at eight o'clock and the next one at noon. And I would do credit repair seminars to help people to fix their credit to get them into a house. And that group is where I started telling people, like, come and meet me at this park. Come meet me at that park. I'm going to be here on Saturday at eight. I'll be here Saturday at noon. Come and meet me so I can teach you how to fix your credit for free so we can get you on a path of home ownership. So, so many people that actually were my first clients came from that group because we were in those parks. It could be raining outside. We would have our umbrellas and we still we were relentless. They would have their kids. I would bring crayons and coloring books and their kids would color and stuff while we were teaching credit. And um, I started seeing people in the grocery store and they'd be like, mommy, mommy, look, it's the credit lady. It's the credit lady. And their parents would be like, no, it's the real estate lady. But they knew me for that because I was in the parks with their moms faithfully doing credit repair. What gave you the inkling to do that? Like, what was it that said, I'm going to parks and I'm going to send out this message to whoever comes to show up? Um, because I, even today I'm a people person. I love people. And I have been the underdog so many times in my life that I love people who are at a disadvantage because I know if you just, because a lot of times when people are at a disadvantage state, they're not at a disadvantage state because they want to be, and they're not looking for a handout most times. And there are some people that are just looking for a handout, but in most cases, that's not traditionally who those people are. They're just looking for a hand up. And if you give them a hand up, because I was that person, if you teach me how to do it and you show me in the method that I learned best, I'm going to take off. So I felt like, and I still feel that way today, which is why I'm a servant. Like I'm not, if a million dollar house comes my way, shout out to Marcus and Turquoise Barney for giving me my first $4 million deal that I closed a couple months ago. But um, they're not, those people aren't, my client avatar. My client avatar are people that look like me that are in the struggle that are trying to figure out how to get out of the struggle. So when you look at people that are 200, the people that are going to purchase a 200, 300, 
$350,000 house. Those are my client avatars because I understand what it feels like to struggle and not have anybody there to help you. All right. So you have the ability to empower people who were in the situation who are in the situation you were in. Correct. And see, that's you genuinely being the cult and serving your people who you know, right? Absolutely. And I think that um, a lot of agents think that you have to have the million-dollar sales to be a top producer. You got it. And I think one of... And- this is what I tell people because now I have a coaching program for real estate agents. And this is the thing that I tell real estate agents. It's going to take you a little more work to get to the end result. Like if you have three $350,000 homes, that's still a million dollars. <laughs> so, and you, there's only 10% of the people in our population, maybe 20% of the people in our population that are buying a million or better. There are more people, 80% of the people in a population that are buying 500 or below. So you have more of a chance to be successful in that pool than you do in that million dollar pool. And what you're going to find when you get to that market of a million dollars or higher, it takes a lot more than it does to sell because you have to market differently. But it's more expensive to market a million dollar house than it is a $300,000 house. And it's just a completely different route. Now, what I can tell you is that if you have the right systems and the right tools in place, you as the agent don't have to do as much work as you think. And you can sell the exact There are million dollar agents. Last year, I did 21 million. There are million dollar agents uh, that are selling million dollar houses that didn't do 21 million last year because there's not a bunch of million dollar houses out here, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So what organically works for you. If you are, I'm not, I'm a tomboy. You see me and I'm not on camera or I'm not on the stage somewhere. I'm in gym shoes. I put all this on for you. I did this for you. <laughs> but I'm in gym shoes, t-shirts, jogging pants. That's innately who I am. I'm going to be professional looking while I do it. But you have to be organically who you are because you can't front but for so long. People will see through that. So if you are organically that person that is innately attracted and million dollar people that are selling million, four, five million dollar homes are going to be innately attracted to you, go for that market. But if you know that's not organically who you are, don't try and dive into a market that's not for you because you will make so much more money just being organically who you are. I'm from the struggle. I'm from the hood. I'm, I've moved my way, of course, out the hood, but I understand psychologically where the people that are where I was, I understand where they are and they gravitate towards me because I present hope for them. So people want to work with somebody who they feel like, okay, you were here. So you understand me. And now you're here. So you can show me how to get there. You understand me and you can show me, you understand me and you can show me. It's an easy equation. Gotcha. So let's speak about the uh, psychological part. You coming from the hood, right? And you're struggling, not doing the way you want to do with two kids. And then Mm -hmm. you get into this thing called real estate that can change your family life. Mm -hmm. How did you get over the the beginning hurdles of the grind? Because that's something that a lot of people don't talk about is how hard it is to be a realtor, a successful one at that. Right. So I think that um, y'all know the classic real estate polls. This is the classic real estate polls, right? So people think that you just going to do that classic pose and a photo shoot and put the fact that you're a realtor out there and that everybody is going to work with you. And what people don't realize is that's not the case at all. When I first got my real estate license, I was literally working 14, 15 hour days to get my business off the ground. I still today... Even with my team, like I'm a monster in shoes when it comes to my business because I want to make sure that we're giving out extraordinary customer service. And you can only do that, provide excellent customer service, market, lead gen, and still keep up with the trends of the real estate industry by working. We work our butts off. It's not 
just going showing pretty houses. Going to show the pretty house is just the 5% of it. The real work is that 95% where you got to have a solid CRM and you have to really understand the market that you're going to serve, branding, social media. It's a lot that really goes into it. And systems, perfecting your systems. I was talking to another real estate agent that just got her brokerage license um, and she's opening her brokerage. She was like, I said, I haven't seen you in two weeks. You okay? Everything good? She said, man, I have been in the trenches trying to get my systems together. It's no joke. She's like, I was spending, I've been eight hours a day heads down trying to get my systems in order. So if you don't have the right processes and the right systems, I don't care how many pretty pictures you take or how many fancy persons you pull up with and jump out of a $100,000 car. It's not going to help your business. So let's let's take a look at your first year. Um, how many homes did you sell in your first year? So my first, let's talk about my first eight months where I didn't sell anything. Okay. <laughs> all right. I was doing all of the things. I was at a boutique brokerage and I was doing all of the things that I thought I saw all the successful real estate agents do on social media and nothing was clicking. I was inboxing real estate agents that were top producing real estate agents like, hey, can you give me some ideas of what you're doing for lead generation? I'm a new agent. And I thought that, you know, because I'm you know, I'm a nice person. I'm cool, right? I'm thinking that people would say, yeah, no problem. Let's have lunch. Let's no, you ask a real estate agent at any point how they get their leads. It's like you shot their mother in the toe. Nobody is, is so tight-lipped. Um, you could go out to lunch with a person every day. Y'all could go on doggy play dates, kid play dates, and you guys are, you know, forming a relationship, getting a bond really close. You ask them how they get their leads or anything about their systems. They will not tell you. The real estate, the real estate industry is so tight lipped. So that first eight months, I got so discouraged and, um, it started messing with my self-esteem because I felt like I had been good in my tax business. Um, I had moved up the ranks in corporate, you know, to the director level. So I thought that I just knew business and that it would just come naturally. And when it didn't, and when I couldn't really find anybody to help me, I got discouraged. And the day that I was about to call my broker and tell my broker, I had left the boutique brokerage and moved over to KW. And I was about to tell my broker that, um, to put my license on inactive, that, you know, I, this just wasn't the business for me or whatever. And my first client called me and said, um, it was one of my tax clients. It was one of my first tax clients. And he said, Hey, um, his name is Ronnie. B and I are thinking about purchasing a house and we want to use you for your, for our realtor. The crazy thing is part of the reason I got fired from Kaiser because I'm always late. Right. But I'm better now. God is working on me with it. So I was late that day going to the dentist, which is the only reason I had not called my broker. Had I had been off on time, I would have already called my broker and told them to put my stuff on inactive. But I was running through the house and I saw Ronnie's number come um, to get to the car to go to the dentist. And his call came like literally 30 minutes before I called my broker. And um, it, it just popped from there. It, it gave, That first deal gave me my self-confidence. So after that, that first year, I sold 30 homes. And then from there, I've been 70 or better every year. Wow. That's awesome, Nicole. Thank you. What could you imagine if you had made that call? I had made 30 minutes. 30 minutes later, I would have put my stuff on and acted. The world of real estate would have been different. It would have been my life. My life. I think about um, my daughters are. Um, they they own a wholesale company and my other daughter, my oldest daughter is my right hand. She runs my entire real estate business. You know, Gerard, I've gotten um, women always look for a man that is going to retire them. I was able to retire my man and put him into um, he'll never have to go back to work corporate again. I told him if he quit his job and came and supported me in real estate, that he would never look back again, that we would have a great life. And um he was so hesitant. It took me about six months of like, I'm leaving if you don't come. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I can't go and tell my dad that I don't have a job. I'm like, what do you mean? So are you telling me that you think me selling real estate is not a job? You think this is not a job? So finally, um, I think one day they had made him mad at work and he came home and he was like, babe, I'm a quit. Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure about this? I'm like, yeah, you got enough money to carry you for six months. Go ahead, take your class. And, um, I promise you, you won't look back. And that was two and a half years ago. 
and he replaced his corporate. And he had a great corporate job um, at a payroll company. He replaced his salary and I taught him how to replace his salary. He replaced his salary in six months. Yeah, because he's out here smashing. <laughs> it took him six months. I was like, babe, you are too smart. You know too many people. You have what it takes. Let's do this. So it didn't just change my life. It's changed the whole trajectory of my entire family's life. Um, I have a group now with my family where I brought my sisters and my brothers in and we just developed a family investment group. So it real estate has really changed the life, not just for me. Um, I was able to retire my mom and move her to Georgia. It has uh, definitely changed my whole family's life. Wow. It's changed a lot of people's lives outside of your family, your mentees, yeah. your, your people that came into real estate because they were inspired by you, the people Absolutely. who left other companies to join you because they were inspired by you. Imagine if you made that call, all of those people's lives would have been different today. And I've coached hundreds of real estate agents. So to think about how I still get, um, I get emotional now, honestly, when, because agents call me all the time, like, Nicole, I've been watching you on social media. I look up to you. I admire you. I respect you. Um, I've learned so much from you. I've taken one of your classes and it helped me to send my, my kids to college or like those stories still move me because I had no idea that God was going to use me as a vessel in this business to change so many lives. But I'm humbled by it and I'm extremely grateful. Gosh, yeah. I was watching you and uh, Gerard and I, I almost started a tour of business. Y'all was, I was like, man, should I start one? Like, I said, man, come look at this video. Dude. I know, but. <laughs> Should we start one and then just, but then I'm like, how am I going to do the mortgage side and then the real estate? And then, then I was like, I don't know how they do it. But you have, it's, I mean, of course you and Gerard do what you do, but then you have a team. You've got your team and then you got your team team, your daughters and your family. Yes. Um, and that makes a big difference because you know that they got your back. Period. They know you have their back. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, and that's the, that's the key. But yeah, and all jokes aside, you guys almost had me start a tour business. <laughs> yeah, babe, let's let's use the van and see what we can do or hire a car and then we'll get another car. It's like, matter of fact, I'll drive the van and they can take my car on tour. I was like to, sitting in during the pandemic trying to figure out something. <laughs> and nothing Look, else to do. We were all during the pandemic, like <laughs> in panic mode, like, oh God, what what is about to happen? No work. We're going to shut down the countries. The world is what? Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. But we all learned how to adapt. Yes. We yeah. learned how to adapt. And it changed. Um, it changed a lot about, you know, the real estate in industry in general. Um, mm -hmm. You realize that Mr. and Miss Jones don't have to fly in from New York. I can just do a duo or mm -hmm. what's that thing the iPhone has? Uh-huh. FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, we can just do that. They can go under contract. And then when they get here during due diligence period, they can decide whether they want to stay or go. You know, like that changed a lot because um, if they waited to fly in, if they couldn't get in within a day, they wouldn't have got their house. <laughs> you know what I mean? House. Wouldn't have got the it's house. It's so crazy like that you say that is. Um, when the pandemic first happened, I thought that real estate was going to take a dive. I sold more homes in the midst of the pandemic that year during the pandemic. I sold 81 homes. Like it was like, um, and, and I sat at home for two months and didn't do anything and still sold 81 homes. Like the country at that point, there was more money circulating in the country at that point than any other point. And I was so surprised. I was like, oh my God, I, was thinking I was going to have to shut down. I was thinking of other opportunities. We had started looking at um, trading stocks and a couple of other things. And then the real estate business just picked up. It just went crazy. It was like the real estate agents had the best year of their lives that year. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. So first eight months was not great. You made a you you made a you would have made a call that would have changed the trajectory of your family's lives as we know it today. Yeah. Um, what did that second four year look like? Um, so the second, so that first 
And, and everybody, we're going to not talk about that first eight months. So my first full year of actually being productive, I was looking for a real estate coach. And I did, a, I won't even name the names, but I did a ton of different coaches and couldn't find that one coach that would really give me everything that I needed to take my business to the next level. So I just took bits and pieces. I was like $100,000 in on coaching and just still hadn't found that person that was like, oh, this is my coach. So I just took little pieces from each program and continued to build, 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 build my systems and my tools with just a little piece from everybody's uh, platform. So from there, I got my systems rocking and rolling. Year three, my daughter came. My daughter had moved back from California and she started running my admin piece and running my CRM. And um, year four, I moved my brother here. And he started helping with my field ops, putting my signs up and stuff like that. And it was just like, I looked up, looked down at the end of year three. And I was like, you know what? There are so many real estate agents that are seeing me on social media and they're calling me, asking me for help. Let me start this coaching program. So I really just thought that the coaching program was going to just kind of be a one or two you know, people a month. I had no idea that that coaching program was going to take on a life of its own. So now... Um, the coaching business picked up so fast that I didn't even have like, um, shout out to my first class. I gave them all the information, but I didn't have a platform. I didn't have pre-recorded classes. It was just on a Zoom. I was just talking to them on Tuesday and Thursday nights on a Zoom, just giving them all the information that I was using to build my business. I was giving them all of my handouts, but it wasn't, um, it, it was organized in a sense that we knew every Tuesday and Thursday we were going to meet, but they were my first class. They were kind of like my guinea pigs. Like I just, and they loved it. It was like, even today, I'm really good friends with most of them and they loved it. And it was like, wait, y'all love this. And the only thing I'm doing is talking to y'all on the Zoom, telling you exactly what I'm doing to build my business and giving y'all the handouts that I'm using and showing you my systems. And from there, Nicole Ambrose coaching derived. And here we are. And now I've coached hundreds of real estate agents. I had backed off of coaching last year. So Gerard and I could really focus on our, um, we moved over to EXP. So I wanted to build the agents that are under me at EXP. So I've recruited over 200 agents in the last 12 months to EXP, which is the only reason I backed off of my coaching. But now that I kind of have that part running like a well-oiled machine, I'm kicking my coaching program back up and things are just good. It's good. And that's amazing. So what do you think was that one piece or the most impactful piece of information that you learned from your coaches that gave you that aha, I can do this? Um, I don't think, I, I think my aha moment that I could do this came when like after my maybe eighth or ninth closing and me being in those parks and seeing people that look like me getting to the closing table and, you know, them getting their keys and them crying and saying, you know, they could not have done this without me guiding them and holding their hands to the closing table. That was my aha moment that I could do it and that I was on the right track. My coach didn't give me that aha moment. What my coach gave me was, the systems because I still have them today. Like <laughs> I had that first two years, I had all of my people on yellow. Turn this around. I'm in my office. See those yellow okay. yep. all around my office. <laughs> <laughs> I had one side, one sheet for buyers, one side for sellers, and one one sheet for people that were um in credit repair that we were trying to get across the finish line. So I was running my whole business. And that's what people didn't know. Like I was a top producing agent running my whole business with no systems from these little sheets that are around my office. So what the coach gave me was organization and systems. So they gave me um, the understanding that I could go to the next level and make this thing even bigger if I had the right tools and the right systems. So when they taught me about systems, I was working 15 hour days. When I got my systems, my 15 hour days went to five hour days. Wow. So now that you have your systems in place, mm -hmm. walk me through a Nicole Ambrose day in real estate. I know you have other things, but walk me through your day in terms of real estate, like from <laughs> getting up, getting in the office to mm -hmm. do you prospect? Do you follow up with clients and check emails in the beginning? Just kind of give me an idea what that looks like. 
So now, first thing in the morning, of course, Gerard and I are praying individuals. Um, so our first 20 minutes of every day, we're literally on our knees on the side of the bed and we're praying. Um, we get up from there and he does coffee. I do get dressed. And um, from that point, my whole day, even while I'm getting dressed, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking in my head everything that I need to do for my previous day because I have a notepad right on the side of my desk right now where I write down at the end of every day, I come to my office, my office, my office, my home office, and I write down everything that I need to follow up on the next day. So I'm thinking about that stuff while I'm in the shower. So as soon as I get out the shower, I'm getting dressed and I'm already sending text messages and responding to emails. By eight o'clock, most people are just getting up. By eight o'clock, I've answered all of my emails, answered all of my text messages. Um, and I'm sitting at my desk now doing an hour to two hours of prospecting. And my prospecting now, because I have so many um, clients that I've sold already. I'm contacting all my old clients saying, hey, if you know anybody that's looking to buy, sell, or invest, know that I'm here if you're ready to invest. So my first two hours of um, one or two hours is really communicating with my old past clients and having conversations with them and keeping abreast of what's going on in their lives. So I have a spreadsheet that has all of their information on it. And I literally contact each one of them um, within a 60-day rolling period, I'll contact them and then I'll go 60 days and then I won't in that next 60 days. And then after that, I'm looking at marketing strategies to help us grow our business. And then by 10 o'clock every morning at 10 from 10 to 10, 25, my team and I actually meet about what we need to do as a collective to hit our numbers for the month. Wow. Do you still um, physically show homes? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. Um, so there are there will be some days that um I'll show if my showing assistant is out, then I'll show properties, or if I have a client that's coming in town, then I'll show, or if I have a client that specifically says, Yeah, I understand that, but um I don't I really don't want to work with somebody from your team. I really want to work directly with you. And that doesn't happen that often. But when it does, I'll go ahead and work with that person because it also helps me keep um, a finger to the pulse of what's going on in the marketplace. Gotcha. What was your who was your first hire? Was it an admin or was it Gerard coming on to help? No, my first hire was an assistant that actually. um stole my entire database. And um, I looked up, looked down, and somebody had sent me a message and said, isn't this your client? Um, and I'm like, yes. He was like, uh, it's another investor. And he was like, isn't this that client that you brought to my house over so-and-so and so-and-so? I said, yeah. He was like, oh, um, I see your assistant closed with them last week. I was like, what? So I went to her page. So I was blocked. Like I couldn't see that particular post. So he sent me the post and sure enough, it was one of my clients that um, maybe he was, I don't know, he may have been dissatisfied with my services or whatever. I don't know exactly how it happened, but at the end of the day, she ended up selling him a house and she was my assistant. So it was like, um, I realized that she was marketing to my database. So I ended up firing her and um she thought that it was okay too. She didn't think anything was wrong with it. She told me that she felt like um, since she worked for me, that it was okay to promote her stuff to my clients as well. Yeah, that was a really weird time. So I went through a period for like five months where I was really drowning because I was at a point where I needed an assistant. And when I fired her, I didn't, um, I didn't feel comfortable hiring anyone else at that time because I knew when you're a real estate agent, your database is your money. Your, you know, your database is really how you market, is how you get your clients, and is where all your important information is housed. So I was just kind of like my coach was telling me, you can't let that affect you. You got to get back out there. You got to get somebody else. Maybe you um, interview two people and get them down to the last two people, and then I'll interview them for you, and we can have double eyes on it, or maybe you hire a company. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And lo and behold, my daughter called me. It was like, my, hey, California, it's not what I thought it was going to be. I think I'm going to come home, but I don't know what I'm going to do. I was like, I know exactly what you're going to do. <laughs> so she came. And then when she came um, six months later, then Gerard transitioned over. Gotcha. When they transferred over, 
when they transitioned over, more so probably your daughter, right? When she transitioned over, what was the learning curve for you both by implementing your system, um, the implementing a system that worked for both you and her? Honestly, my daughter is, uh, both of my daughters, but my daughter, Ashley, is a monster in shoes when it comes to business. Okay. This business gave her what she needed to bring out. It was like she was a caterpillar. It gave her what she needed to give her her butterfly wings. She's very, she's completely, I showed you those things on the wall, but I did show you my desk. It's a mess. Okay. <laughs> she's very organized. Like if you pull her emails up right now, it's only five emails there. Everything is in folder. She's got little perfect sticky notes on everything. So she's very organized. She's very different than me. So it worked. So the good thing is that she never wants to be the forefront. She never wants to do the marketing. She doesn't want to be. She loves talking to people and her customer service is 10 times better than mine. We've got this good cop, bad cop thing going. Um, so she so I was able to really focus on the marketing piece. My system still weren't the way that they needed to be, but they weren't on the way. She came in and took that by the bullhorn and I can't take any credit for it. She took my systems by the bullhorn and ran with them. By that time, I had wrote out my SOPs, my standard operating procedures for real estate and how we'll conduct our business. And she took those, she perfected them, she put them in a manual. And um, then she took our CRM at that time. We were using Chime. She took the CRM and she grew my whole business through Chime and her running that piece of it effectively. So honestly, I can't take any credit for it. It just worked. I was able to really get out and continue to get the business and draw the business in and be the face of it while she was running the entire back end. So kind of what we do never cross paths, but she is, she stayed with me under me for like, Maybe two months, her desk was side by side with mine and she absorbed everything like a sponge. She listened to every phone call. She rode with me everywhere I went. And then she would stay up all night and um, perfect the system piece. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's that's awesome that you had. It was in house. You know, you had someone who could put together a system for you. And what better person to put the system together for you than someone who actually knows you and, that and is knows the, your tendencies? All of this is for her. <laughs> and right. her kids, <laughs> she doesn't have yet. And my other daughter, her kids. So they haven't made me a grandmother yet. I feel a certain kind of way about it. They say, let them get husbands first. I'm like, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. I want them to get husbands first. But um, this everything that we do, they understand that I'm 50 now. I made 50 this month. So I'm on my downhill. They're on their uphill. So everything that we do is for them. Right. How, how many agents do you aspire to have um, in your organization? So EXP is different than other um, companies. So my personal Nicole Ambrose Real Estate is only the four of us. <coughs> Excuse me. It's only the four of us. But in my EXP organization, the people that I've recruited to EXP, there's over 200 of them. And I want it to be 2000. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of people. It it's, is. A lot of, it's, <laughs> it's a great size organization with all that you do. Mm -hmm. Do you still are you still as hands on with the buyer's side of the transaction, meaning where you were in the groups posting and out in the park doing the credit. Do you do any of that stuff or when did you transition away from it? I'm so busy now that I just don't have the bandwidth to be able to do it. I really want to. That's the thing. So what we're setting up right now is I brought in two virtual assistants um, within the last five months. I'm a control freak, so I haven't relinquished everything to them yet. But um, I put some faith in some of the tasks that they have. I stopped doing that about two years ago. Right when COVID happened, we couldn't go into the parks anymore. Right. So I never, after COVID was, well, COVID's never going to be over. But after we fully opened back up, I don't think any of us went back to business the way that it was because we had that year where we realized we could do all the same stuff online. But I honestly miss the interaction with the buyers and being in the parks and really being that educating force. Now, I think I'm spending more time speaking at larger events 
And um, it, I, I missed it. it. It has taken the personal component out of it. I like the fact that when I was out, you know, people would come and talk to me. They knew who I was. I knew who they were. Now it's so many people. You kind of don't know people on that personal level the way that you do when it's a smaller segment of people. Gotcha. And in terms of coaching, I know you coach. Do you have a coach? Oh, I will always have a coach. I will always have a business coach and a life coach. One of the things that um, I think is an area where we go wrong is when we become successful in a certain thing, we feel like we know it all and we don't go to get, we don't go to that next step to have coaching. So now I really want to, and the coach that I'll have at the time will always, you'll know what direction my business is going in based on who my coach is. So now I definitely want to grow um, in the event space to be able to have bigger events for real estate agents. And I want to grow my presence on social media. So there's no other better coach than Marcus Barney himself to help you do that. So that's who my current coach is right now for business. And then I have a personal coach that's not a well-known coach, but she's phenomenal. And she helps um, Gerard and I with our day-to-day, just our day-to-day interaction with each other and helps me with my communication skills. And then just my personable things to help me stay grounded as a person. But um, I always have a coach in my life that'll help me with the business aspect that I'm working at that time. That's awesome. So let's talk to the person that's about to make their phone call to their broker or to the MLS system and tell them the the real estate commission to tell them, I can't do this anymore. This market's too hard and I need to put my license on ice. What would you say to them to keep them from making that phone call? Oh my God. I would really want to have a personal conversation with them to really say, bro, sis, if you just give this business an opportunity and this is not a get rich quick kind of business. So that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that it can change the trajectory of your life, because once you can really double down into getting creative with how you form your business, get the right coach and really get your systems in place. The type of money that you make in real estate, doctors, surgeons, athletes are only the only people, you know, astronauts, like people like that are the only people that really make the kind of money that we're capable of making. Think about um, if you close, if you, when you get in, and I like to tell people that they're going to do it, when you get to the point where you can close $2 million worth of real estate in one month, that's a $60,000 month. You know, if you turn around and you can take that 60,000 and you can invest areas like Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit, um, Baltimore, where that 60,000 can buy you a duplex and you just spend every other month doing that. And now you look up, you look down and you have 10, 15, 20 paid off doors. Right. And now, in addition to that 60,000 that you're making a month selling real estate, you also have 10 paid off doors that are turning around, bringing you another 10, $15,000 a month that you'll be able to have forever for the rest of your life, because you took the money that you made in real estate and you're able to pass that down to generations. And if you do that for a couple of years, you look up, look down and you have a hundred paid off doors and who as an individual, you know, coming from a lot of the places that us as real estate agents come from, we come from average backgrounds, you know, um, from disadvantaged backgrounds. A lot of times who knew that we would be in an arena where we could make 60, a hundred thousand dollars a month and go to these different cities and pay these, you know, duplexes off and be able to leave our children's children a for real legacy. I think we throw the term legacy around too loosely. We throw the term financial freedom around too loosely, but I can honestly say that if you don't quit on real estate and you really give it all you have, real estate will be a gift that will keep giving for generations where you can really for real create generational wealth. That's awesome. I got another question, but I want to clarify something to the people listening. Nicole is not the top 1% of Black real estate agents. Correct. She's the top 1% of all real estate agents. 1.6 million realtors. She's in the top 1%. I want to clarify that because that is a huge difference in 1%. Yes. So I want to make sure I give you your flowers and let people know out of 1.6 million you're in the top 1%. Thank you. And what um what that number goes by 
it's the real estate agents. The top 1% are real estate agents that are making over $500,000 a year in their real estate sales. Yeah. So my, my podcast is geared towards Black real estate professionals who are doing amazing things. And I want people to know that you, we can do it. We have a witness right here, top 1%. You know, NAR came out with a statistic in 2018 and the lowest salary out of all nationalities was African-Americans and they made $24,990, right? And when I seen it, I said, and no disrespect to anybody who works there, but you can make that at Walmart without depression. Yep. You can, you can make that at Walmart. Mm-hmm. You can make that at QT behind the register. Mm-hmm. And that's no money. Mm-hmm. But not just the fact that it was twenty four thousand dollars. It's the fact that we were at the we were the lowest man on the totem pole. Yes, we were behind Asians. We were behind our white brothers and sisters. We were behind our Latino brothers and sisters. Every mm-hmm. other nationality was doing better than us. And mm-hmm. I wanted to highlight us because I said, well, I live around Atlanta, and I know at least ten amazing realtors, and I know probably 50 good realtors. Like I know some realtors that might do onesie twosies here, but mm-hmm. I think I know more realtors that do well that are black than don't. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I want, you know, these interviews are to inspire our people. And I don't care if they're in Des Moines, Iowa or Alaska, the same thing Nicole's doing, you can do. Absolutely. If it's a different pla- different area, but you can do it. You just heard her say she sold her first million dollar property, but that's not her target. Mm-hmm. That's not her demographic. So mm-hmm. she's out here, you know, closing two, three, four hundred thousand dollar houses, three hundred fifty thousand dollar houses. You know, three of those are a million. So you guys, in order to be a top producer, you don't have to sell million dollar homes to sell million dollars worth of real estate. <laughs> yes, you. I could not have said that better. You nailed that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> For you know, matter of time, say if you had any words of inspiration. Uh, so we talked to the person that was getting ready to make the call. Yeah, <laughs> let's yes. talk to the person that's hanging in there but feel like they're getting nowhere. What what would that conversation look like with you? So the I can honestly say to the people that aren't getting anywhere, there are three challenges that you have. You don't understand the psyche of your client avatar. And you probably don't even understand who your client avatar is. Define your business, define who you want to sell to and define the area that you want to sell to them as far as your real estate business is concerned. Once you define that person and you define your targeted area that you want to sell to, you have to get a coach. There's no way. And I'm not saying it doesn't have to be me. We got some dope. We got Keanu Watson. We got some dope ass real estate agents that have culture. And I'm appreciating our cousin a lot. I'm sorry. But we have some dope people that have coaching programs that are really coaching people the right way. Um, there's just, it's a plethora of them out there. Too many for me to name. So you don't have to come to me. So this is not a ploy to say, come to Nicole Ambrose Real Estate Coaching. Now, if you come, will I take you? Absolutely. If you are going to be serious about getting to the next level. But the second thing, after you define who it is that you want to be your client, the second thing is you got to get a coach because that coach is going to lead you to number three. Number three is you got to have the right lead generation tool and the right systems to guide you to financial freedom. Because at the end of the day, financial freedom is good, but it also is going to lead you to time freedom. I told you that I was working 15 hour days in my business. I was a slave to my business. And as soon as I got my right systems, the right CRM, the right systems, the right lead generation strategies in place, it dropped me to work in five hours a day in my business. And then once I actually got my team, now to be honest with you, I work two hours a day in my real estate business. Most days I work maybe five hours a day on my busy day. and But that only happens maybe once a week. My business runs itself. My whole job right now is just to generate business and to bring business. So once you have a solid system in place, you can do nearly 100 deals a month with I'm 100 I wish 100 a month 100 deals a year just by having the right coach the right systems and the right lead generation tools and you can't get that by searching 
YouTube University. You can't get that by Google University. You really have to get somebody that you can relate to that has done already what you're trying to do and they can show you how they did it because it's just the same. It's not anything creative. It's the same system. The people that you know that are successful, they've cracked the code of the exact same system. We're all doing the same thing. You just got to get it. Wow. So I'm going to play devil's advocate, Nicole. Mm -hmm. I don't have any money for coaching. I just told you that I am not doing anything in real estate. I got my license. What I get, I spend because I have to pay my bills. I don't have any money. What do I do then? Come join me at EXP. Because <laughs> the people that are on my team at EXP, we coach them for free. So we have a coaching um, platform for the agents that join us, join not all of EXP. This is just the people that come under my downline. We coach them for free every Tuesday from 10 o'clock till noon. And it's not just myself doing the coaching. I bring all the top producing real estate agents and the top producers in our field and all of the systems people in our field to those calls to make sure that my team is selling. And shout out, <clears throat> y'all, I got a terrible call. I'm sorry. So I know I sound like a man, but shout out to my team, 1000 Agents Strong at EXP. They are killing it right now. And I'm, I could not be more proud to be in the forefront of that group, but also just being elbow to elbow with them, watching them grind and seeing everything that they ever wanted come to pass right now. Like I'm seeing my team is closing two, three deals a day, and I'm really, really proud of them. Well, that's amazing. Hey, Nicole, I appreciate your time. I don't take it lightly that you took the opportunity to uh, speak with me and my audience. Um, for anyone who's interesting in joining your team, getting in your coaching program, or just touching bases with you, what's the best way to reach you? Um, the best way to reach me is through email. And this is my personal email. I actually answer my own emails and I answer my own phone. It's the same phone that my friends and my family call me on. But the best way is to shoot me an email at info at I am Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, therealtor.com. Info at I am Nicole, therealtor.com. And you can follow me on all my social media media handles, Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Ambrose, A-M-B-R-O-S-E, realestate.com. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate it, sis. This has oh. been a great episode of the Black Real Estate Voices. I'm your host, Kevin Jefferson, the People's Lender. Thank you for having our me. wonderful guest, our Nicole. So Dope. Thank you for everything you're doing for our community. I appreciate you. Uh, Let's put the deals on the books together. Oh, we will. We're going to talk after this. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and be sure to follow Kevin on Instagram at The People's Lender. We'll see you here next time on Black Real Estate Voices with Kevin Jefferson.